Welcome back to the Chasing Daylight podcast, and we have an interview segment, and this is the first time I've done an interview with Joe and Jeremy, both in the room. Joe and I have done one before, but this is the first time for all of us, so uh, I would like to introduce our guest for this episode, Mr. Jake Hutt. How you doing, sir? Not too bad. Thanks for having me. So you, uh, in the world of Instagram, have a little bit of Instagram fame, a little Insta-fame on yourself. <laughs> um, you, you have a unique way of presenting your, well, it's unique, at least in my opinion, um, a way of presenting your golf tips and uh, you know expressing your golf wisdom. Um, so my first question to you right out the gate is, is what made you decide to go the Instagram route and is it the only way you're getting your content out there? Yeah, so uh, YouTube was just kind of a pain in the ass. I couldn't really figure it out. And uh, Instagram, for whatever reason, I just I just kind of gravitated towards it. I when I first started posting videos, the uh, the longest video you could post was sixty seconds, and so that essentially um, that shaped the way that I got my message across because anything longer than 60 seconds, you know, it just wouldn't work. And a lot of the content that I saw being posted on YouTube, you know, a lot of, I, I never really, I'd never had a golf lesson ever. Right. So a lot of what I was learning and the information other than a lot of reading and whatnot, I was looking at a lot of YouTube videos and, uh, you know, trying to figure out certain answers to certain questions. And most of the videos were 20, 30 minutes long. And, and so I was like, all right, well, why don't I just get rid of all the fluff and just, you know, make, you know, little 15 second long videos or whatever, just highlighting one, you know, one thing and make a lot of those. And so that people don't have to waste their time, you know, sifting through yeah. <laughs> the, the shitty YouTube videos. Right. So <laughs> it, uh, it, it took me, I mean, I couldn't believe how difficult it was to, to really simplify concepts and coming up, you know, coming up with that kind of an entertaining way of, of getting a message across in 15 seconds turned out to be way harder than I thought. And, uh, so, you know, I found myself rehearsing in, in, in the shower and like just all throughout <laughs> the day until it was like clean. Cause I remember the first day I was back at the, in the back of the range at Stanford. Uh, I remember day one, I was you know, trying to hit record and I had, uh, you know, the lapel mic set up and it was like, holy shit, like, now, like, what do I say? And I, so I, remember, I remember, I remember blabbering for, you know, literally probably for like four, or like trying to, you know, I realized how shitty of a communicator I was. And so that kind of led me down the road of, of really figuring out how to effectively communicate. Um, and just, you know, just getting in the reps and the practice and, you know, a lot of those, those 15 second videos, you know, to get the, a, a good swing to to, uh, to make sure I didn't fumble over my words. I like to do it in one take, right? So right. some of those videos took me, you know, 50 takes 
uh, just to get 15 good seconds of it. And uh, some I'd have to go and record the next day. Um, but it was, yeah, I mean, it was and still is a really, it, it, it's, it was a super fun learning opportunity. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's that's kind of, that's, um, that's kind of how it went down and still does. And I'm still learning every day and trying to get creative with, with different types of content and all that. So it's, uh, it's a blast. I love it. Yeah. I think you're great at it. Like that, the downswing or backswing, um, in like, I forget it was like 10 seconds and you just crazy quick and it made sense. You know, you're delivering it quick and to the point, which is awesome. Yeah. I I can't stand the long videos. They drive me nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Are are you doing anything on YouTube anymore? Or have you strictly just this Instagram thing is working? So I'm going to stay with it. Yeah. So, I mean, one of my, one of my goals is, is to put out some, some longer form content, um, on YouTube that's, uh, I haven't really gotten there. What I post on YouTube, I'll just take like, if I, if I like a video on Instagram, you know, I'll just literally post the same exact thing to YouTube and then make it searchable. Cause I know some people are on YouTube more so than Instagram. Um, but, uh, I know, yeah, uh, from what I understand YouTube, they, they like the longer people watch a video essentially they, they reward they reward that length of time watched right and so that doesn't you know for me <laughs> making 50 second 15 second videos doesn't bode well with with that algorithm um <clears throat> so yeah i i've stayed away from it for the most part the next step for me with the longer form content is going to be a subscription site which is which is something i'm working on um but that should that takes forever so um yeah a lot of instru- I, I, a lot of instructors yeah. are doing that oh yeah which totally. makes sense so I, I, I'm, I, there's so much, so much opportunity. Uh, I just want to, I want to make mine a little bit different. And, and, uh, but most of my time now is, is, is spent, I'm, I'm starting a company with, we've got this mobile driving range drive box. Uh, so a lot of my time now is spent thinking about and teaching out of it and, and, you know, all, all sorts of things that go into starting a company, which is just insane. I've been doing that for the last, uh, three, three or so months. So that's that's taken up quite a bit of time. All right, well, let's let's that's good. Let's <laughs> dig into that. What's what's Drivebox about? Talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So Drivebox is a uh, it's it's a mobile driving range. We've got a TrackMan in it. We're uh, we're installing some gas force plates in there. It's just it's a big ass trailer. It folds out. Um, you can pull it in a pull it with a truck. Park it. I don't want to say you can park it anywhere. Anywhere where there's where there's space. enough space. <laughs> uh, you know, you can park it. And, uh, right now it's parked at, uh, Lincoln park up in San Francisco. So I've been teaching out of that and we've been, uh, kind of taking it up and down the, uh, the peninsula here. So I'm, I live in Redwood city, which is, you know, 20 miles South of San Francisco. We've done some lessons. We had Ronnie lot in it. Uh, he's jumped in there a couple of times. And so depending on, you know, like it's all just trial and error right now. We're just testing everything, testing the mobility of it. We just offered a, uh, or we just on the website, if you go to drivebox.com, D-R-Y-V-E-B-O-X.com, um, <clears throat> there's the ability to to book. We're doing San Francisco, we're doing San Jose, and then the peninsula. So you type your address in, and we essentially show up uh, with a you know if if you have space in your front yard, we'll just we'll pull it up in your uh, in your driveway. Otherwise, we'll just find the closest park, park it there. We've got a Tesla battery installed in it, so all the you don't need to plug it in anywhere, and uh, we've got one of them, one of them being made a month now. So we're, we're sent first one out to New York city. We've got a wow. team out there. Um, Whoa. and then, 
it's uh yeah it's it's going uh it's going pretty quick so you know the goal is to have these things all over the all over the world you know if you uh if you got buddies and you know whatever chicago new york california you can all you can order one have one show up jump in there do one of the uh the simulated golf courses and then have everything stream so you see the other person's score you can communicate with them um and have it be this this whole experience that's super rad wow that is unique as hell how many trucks are, how many trucks are you planning on having in your fleet ideally i mean a lot you know we we, 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 we want to turn it into a the goal is to turn it into a billion dollar company compete with uh top golf and i mean that's essentially that that's the goal is we're kind of mobile top golf with the obviously it's, it's a it's a it's a very different experience but uh but you know, with with the track man and and you know some some people want to just have fun. Other people want to really dial in, you know, their game. So you, you know, the ability to have tra- track man combine in there. Um, so you know, it's, it's it's for the serious golfer, but also the you know someone that's just looking to have fun at the same time. So yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of opportunity, a lot of a lot of hurdles to to, to kind of get as well. But it's a uh, it's at least you know we've we've got the website up and running. We've we've got a, a physical product and. Uh, and, and again, it's just data to every day is different. Every day is just an absolute grind and we're just trying to figure it out. So it's fun. The That is so freaking crazy. Yeah. I didn't know the plan was to go worldwide with it. That's awesome. There you are. Get every, before things get too crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, some some of these guys that I'm here with aren't super familiar with you. So how did you get into golf? I, I know you're, you were coaching at Stanford and you were a hockey player. I mean, Vegas has become pretty much a hockey city since we got the Knights, um, being born and raised here myself. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, college ended and, uh, I knew I would never last in an office and, uh, I, I just, you know, golf, I always, I kind of grew up playing golf. You know, I, I, I could, I shot some decent scores. I was a kid, you know, parents dropped me off at, you know, in the morning in the, in the summer times or whatever you'd, you'd play, you know, whatever, play golf all day, get picked up when it was dark out. So I played a decent amount, just went out and played. I had no idea what I was doing. I had fun with it. And then, but hockey took up most of my time. Um, so essentially all the guys on the, on the hockey team, when I was living in Rhode Island, we'd all work at the course. We'd all work outside services in the summertime. And one of the pros there was just this awesome dude. And he kind of introduced the fact to me that, you know, you can, you know, you can make golf a living. This is how it works. You go through the PGA program, you get your class a, and then, you know, you kind of figure out if you want to work more in operations or if you want to teach. And I, I've always been interested in the, in the golf swing. And so I just started just kind of dove, just dove into it really and, and uh spent a lot of time researching it and trying to figure out how to get better and you know got my class a did all that that took me the class a took me four years after i graduated so that was a lot of a lot of work yeah and put, you know this portfolio and all that bullshit and um and so that uh that's that certainly helped uh a lot of a lot of places like stanford you had to, you had to be a part of that program to be able to teach there they probably started letting me teach a little bit too early, but I'm, I was super grateful for that. I got in a lot of reps. Any any instructor will tell you, you know, the first first couple of years, you have no idea what the hell you're doing. You just <laughs> go and you try you try and figure it out and trial and error, and kind of learn to communicate and learn how to how to give a good lesson and this and that. And so, uh, I just I've always been 
kind of a, an obsessive personality where whatever I do, I'm going to, you know, I just, I'm going to dive head first and I want to be the best at it. And I'm not going to fuck around until I figure it out. And so that's kind of been my, my latest project. Um, growing up, it was, it was hockey and music Did a lot of music recording, I will studio in my backyard. And, um, so yeah, so golf just became and is kind of the, the most recent obsession. And now it's combining kind of those past skill sets, music, golf, hockey, and, a lot of a lot of the words I use in the lingo. Obviously, growing up playing hockey for twenty five years, you you talk like a you know. There's there's certain words you there's certain words you use in certain ways you communicate, and that's uh, I think uh, you know people kind of dig the you know I'll I'll throw out the you know an f bomb, and I remember having the conversation with uh, with the GM at at Stanford. You know, after you know people are starting more more people are starting to follow, and it's uh, you know it's like you got to kind of watch what you say. And, you know, got to the point where I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just leave. Um, and so, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, uh, so that, uh, so part of the ways with Stanford and, uh, I mean, I was so thankful for that, that experience opportunity. And then I ended up meeting, um, the, the co-founder of, uh, I shouldn't say, I mean, he is, he is the founder. There, there's three co-founders of uh, of Drivebox. It's me, myself, um, or me, me, Mike, and Adil. So the way that came to fruition. So he, this guy, Adil, he just came, obviously I didn't know his name at the time. He, um, I was teaching, doing some teaching at this indoor facility uh, over in the East Bay, which is about a 30 minute drive. And uh, he came in for a lesson, and he's like, "Yeah, I've got you know, I've got a." possible business opportunity for you you know if, at the last you know we want to stop you 15 minutes before the lesson ends and kind of hard pitch you so he just hard pitched me on Drivebox, and uh i was like that sounds unbelievable like i'm in gave me the opportunity uh you know if i wanted equity or um if i wanted to just kind of you know be an employee i was like fuck it like let's just do equity and so that was that was three months ago and we've just been kind of building it uh ever since and so that's kind of where I'm at now is kind of creating or starting, starting that company, doing all the things involved with that, keeping the Instagram running and then also teaching. And, um, that's, uh, that's kind of, kind of where I'm at. So it's been a, it's been a fun, yeah. fun ride. I think that's awesome. So for me, you know, I've been attracted to your videos cause number one, it's, it's just, you make it seem fun, right? So, and I noticed that you're recording your own music, which is something that related to me because I used to be in a hip hop group with some of my friends okay. re- recording our own music. Um, so just kind of that that growing the game aspect, and and you're you're on a mission to get clubs to the kids in Uganda, right? Could you talk a little bit about that? That's super rad. Yeah. So uh, this kid reached out, Roger. He reached out on Instagram back in I want to say like March or April. Um, and he was just like, Hey, uh, I, you know, I like your stuff. I've, you know, I, I play golf in Uganda. Um, there's all these kids. He, he plays, um, he plays in tournaments. He plays competitively out there. And he noticed all these kids playing with like sitting stones. And he pretty much asked me today, hey, you know, if there's any chance you could use your social media outlet to find a way to get these kids some clubs, you know, that would be, that would be cool. And so I kind of, got my head spinning and, and that was right before COVID hit. And so I, at first I, I just, I, I sent an address out. To, I posted it on my close friends uh, thing and just said, Hey, you know, if you have extra clubs, cause everyone has extra clubs, 
send him to this address, right? And sending clubs to Uganda is like, <laughs> <Expensive>. <laughs> it's like it, it, yeah, it, it's it, it costs an insane amount of money. It's like if you want to ship a full set of clubs, it's like seven hundred bucks, right? So Oof. it's like that's not gonna work. Um, Damn. And so then COVID hit, and then that, that everything kind of just got pushed to the wayside. And and so more recently, um, I just kind of brought it back to life, and I uh, throughout COVID, I, I figured out a lot of kind of web design things and figuring out how to, you know, how to make a GoFundMe page and all these different things. So definitely more equipped now to kind of, if I have an idea, I can, I can come up with some sort of way to, to kind of really make it come to life. And so I created a GoFundMe page for that. And, uh, and so I posted that, I want to say like a month ago and we've raised, um, not even a month ago, I want to say it was like a week ago, uh, maybe, maybe we can have ago, but we raised, uh, we got $3,000, which is pretty nice. much exactly what they, he said that'll cover. They need 30 sets. I think they were like 15 sets for kids that are 14 and under then 15 sets for kids that are like over 14. So they, they ended up being cheaper and easier, you know, for me just to, to send them the money. So I, I right. sent them the money via world world remit, which is unbelievable. Literally just shows up and I don't even know what it looks like, but, um, so they're going to go and buy all the clubs now. And then I've got this, this, uh, if you, have you heard of Cody James putters? Oh, yeah. Cody James yeah. putters. He makes some unbelievable work and, yeah, he, and he donated a, uh, a custom putter, uh, to, so we're auctioning one of those off. I just posted that the other day, um, starting the auction at, uh, at two grand, right? So if you, you can, you buy the putter, the putter goes to, you get the putter, obviously you, know, you get hooked up with him. You, you put all this shit, whatever you want on it. Um, and, uh, and the money goes to the kid. So that'll be, you know, another, uh, 2,500 bucks. So they'll, you know, they'll, they'll have well over $5,000, which will get them coaching equipment, balls, tees. They're literally teeing up like their tees. They, they take two, like two sticks. They put two sticks in the ground and they put the ball in between the two sticks and they wow. call it the African, they call it the African tee, <laughs> right? The, the guy that, that I've been in contact with, uh, well, there's two, there's Roger and then Isaiah. He he works at the uh, at El Toro, the El Toro um, golf club out there. He 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 does a lot of. He's one of the coaches, and that he sent me that. He was like, "This is the African tee. Like these kids need tees too. Like it's gonna be badass." So I've asked them to send me, you know, as, as many videos and pictures just to right. see what life looks like out there. Then I, you know, I when 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 Roger he first he first sent me the Roger is the first kid who who reached out in the beginning right before covid hit he sent me you know videos uh of those kids literally hitting stones with sticks and and that to me that's like when it really hit home I was like god damn it yeah like you know we got to we got to figure out something the and stick so, that looked like a z <laughs> right and like this their golf swings are just awesome like they're like yeah. rip they're like ripping this the, the stones too like holy shit like yeah get this kid a golf club and like they're off to the fucking races. Right. So, uh, that's been just really, really fun and gratifying to, to help, you know, other people. That's, that's something that I just being, being able to, to raise that money has just been like such a wild thing is like, I've got, you know, a certain amount of followers, whatever, but it's really cool to be able to use those followers for something good. I didn't just say I've got, you know, whatever fucking everybody, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's rad. It's really cool. It'll be super cool if in you know fifteen twenty years there's like this surge of PGA players that came from Uganda. That would be crazy. <laughs> that's gonna Dude, happen. That, I mean, I mean that's the goal. Like I want to, I want to go out there and and I want to, I want to do a, a series of lessons with them. Stay out there for like a month and like do like a crash course and like training and helping the coaches 
um, and just seeing what it's like. I haven't had the opportunity to do a whole lot of traveling because hockey took up all my time. And then after that, I, you know, whatever. But so that's definitely one of my goals to go out there and uh, just just see what it, you know, see what it's like. That's a whole different fucking world out there, obviously. Oh my god, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But, so with Co- you, you had you mentioned something that that I I've been loving to hear from people that we've been chatting with is, you know, everybody you hear COVID and it's always negative, 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 but you had something positive to say about it because you're not, you don't have the ability to do everything that you want to do. You find things to do with your time. Um, how has COVID affected your, your teachings at all? Or ha- have you seen it stay pretty steady? I know golf is a little bit unique in the fact that we can be outside and you can social distance and still actually play the game. Um, but has it, has it affected you much? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it flipped my whole world upside down. I wasn't able to teach for a long time. And then, um, I, 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 you know, you had to figure out a way to make money and, uh, and that's, you know, kind of for that three, up, up, like, up here in Northern California, obviously everything shut down before, I think we were like the first, first to shut down. So everything, like everything was completely shut down. No one was teaching, no one was doing anything. And so that's really when I kind of just went nuts to content and kind of, you know, waking up at like, you know, four or five in the morning and just figuring out, uh, different channels, different ways to make, to, 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 to make an income and to kind of learn how to, how to, web design a little bit and to create kind of different funnels and landing pages. And so I just went, went nuts with the content was trying to just post as much as I could. There was no sports on. So I kind of looked at it as an opportunity to, um, just to, to, to get ahead to a degree. Um, and so that's, uh, that, that really affected and kind of got the, so I, I, I do a ton of online coaching as well. And so that was just like that four or five months was just, I was just sitting in front of a computer trying to kind of figure out social media and experiment with different ways to, to bring in an income and the, you know, just, so that's kind of, that's what my world looked like. I was, I wasn't doing any teaching for a long time. And, and now most of my, most of my teaching now is, um, I either do, you know, I, I, I'm teaching out of the, the portable driving range, but I'm never on a driving range ever. Like I, huh. I don't, um, I'll do, I'll do playing lessons, uh, out on the golf course, which are my favorite, just go out and play. I do a ton of those. Um, but, uh, but I mean, it, it just every literally everything changed. Everything changed from so, there, and my life looks literally night and day different than, than what it did pre-COVID. Where you know you're working shop hours and you're just out grinding in the sun and just teaching all day. So it's uh, it's cool. So I can't, from a is, is, <laughs> from a teaching perspective. I, I know a lot of I, I some of the people that I, I know in in the golf space that take lessons and have now gone to an online instructor and th- they're loving it because yep. it's it's a different way you, you're not you know fitting to their schedule when they're available you upload a video you send it to them they send something back and it's it's a lot more easier to communicate are you finding that to be the case as well? Totally. It's, it's, uh, I think, you know, it, it, it depends on what you're looking for. Uh, to me, it's very different. So, um, I would say person looking to, to change a technique to make swing look different, right? It's, it's the online way is unbelievable because you're, you're not, you're not so much looking at ball flight, you know, you're looking at, at a movement pattern 
And what most people, they want their swings to look different, right? But they just have no idea how to do it. They have no idea how difficult it is or how much feedback they need. Um, and so just being able to, um, you know, to, for it's like, okay, well, we need this to change. So go film yourself. You know what I mean? And then you do the, the, the comparison, the before and after. Okay. Exaggerate more, exaggerate more. And, you know, each, each clip, they, I mean, they can go to, in their backyard or in their basement or whatever and get the swing that, that, that they need or get the series of swings they need. And you're just constantly going back and forth, just sending stuff back and forth. And I use an app called Skillist. It's awesome. And so you just have this whole like catalog of content that the student sends in that you can use to edit and draw lines on and get creative with how you, as the instructor, how you, how you communicate what they do. You have, you know, a whole library of different videos. You can tag them in. It's just this, um, it's, it's such a great uh, experience. I, I'm having an absolute blast with it. And like you said, if you go in for a lesson, obviously you're charging, uh, you know, you're charging a decent amount of money for, for hours worth of time. Right. And a lot of time that hour is just spent working on, you know, one or two things. And that's a lot of fucking money for, you know, <laughs> for, for, for a lot of people to go and just say, okay, well, fuck new club face okay you know keep doing that keep doing that keep doing that whereas on on you know with online you're 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 paying you know maybe the price for two lessons per month for you know all of this you know for just you know you're a, creating a, a library exactly so really learn uh that being said i also you know for, for the average golfer um I, I, I steer clear from uh, around a lot of my teaching is, 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 it's very simple, right? It's like, so I, I use a track man obviously. And, um, you know, if someone's playing golf once a week or, you know, like your average everyday golfer, like that, that, those are the people that I, um, identify with. Right. And, and, you know, no one has time to, you know, no one's practicing golf five days a week. Right. Uh, unless you're doing it for a living, right. Or you're a junior, um, people want to get a little bit better. And so, when someone comes in for a lesson at the drive box where, you know, we've got a track man and we're looking at ball flight a lot of it is a lot of it usually just comes down to, you know, it's, it's a face and path. Like, like first off, like what shot do you want to hit? Everyone comes in saying, Oh, I slice it. Right. I want to learn how to hit a draw. So it's like, all right, well I'll get you hitting a draw and you own five golf swings. And you know, the, the, the process is always a little bit different for some people who have less flexibility. We just get the main, you know, we get them, aiming right a little bit, the, the feet, the shoulders aiming right. I'll bring the noodle out. Give me a couple swings under the noodle, under the noodle. I always exaggerate something first where it's like, all right, so we see your path here was, you know, 10 degrees left. Your face was 20 degrees, you know, open. Uh, and uh, let's change that. Let's do the opposite. So let's get your path eight degrees into out. And let's get your face really closed. And so they go and they, they do that and they, they think that that's what they're going to do. And then, you know, in reality, it gives them a, you know, a neutral path and a neutral face. They, they hit a dead straight shot, right? And they're like, holy shit. Um, <laughs> and so that, like that, that, you know, that in-person experience to me is also incredibly valuable. And that's something that you can't really do uh, as well online unless you're, you have a track man and, and you're on zoom, which I also have a number of clients where I'm sharing a screen on zoom in real time. And we've got a track, we got track man up and, and, and we're looking at numbers real time. And we're, we're able to, 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 to go that route where it's, it's like, okay, well, you know, your ball, what did your ball do? Okay, cool. Your ball started, started a little bit right, ended up left, you know, where were your face and path, you know, helping them understand the numbers um, and helping them understand the ball flight, right? Where all we're doing is we're looking at ball flight. 
and, and they're kind of playing around with their, their setup, their shoulders, their feet, what their feel is, their impact to get the club face where, where they want or where we want to get their path where they want, you know, may, may look at angle of attack may. Um, so there's kind of, to me, there's, there's kind of that track man style of coaching where you're looking purely at ball flight, getting a student to understand ball flight, what their pattern is, what pattern do they want? Um, and then the technique, which is, you know, the kind of going back to the online coaching where you're really looking at movement, you can't see the ball there, right? You're looking at the swing and you're saying, okay, we want your swing to look a certain way. Uh, this is what we're going to do. This is what we need to feel. And, uh, having a combination, you know, that's, that's, that's the ideal. That's the, the best of both worlds where you, you know, you get someone to winter time snowing out, right. You dial in their technique mm-hmm. and then maybe, you know, once, uh, the snow is off the ground, you know, you see them maybe for an in-person lesson, they fly out or whatever it may be. But yeah, there's, there's so much, so many different ways to do it. It's, it's a blast. Yeah. You mentioned, um, playing lessons being your favorite. I think so everyone is so concentrated on the golf swing, but it's you, your videos where you're talking about having to replicate and get the feedback and then taking it to the course you say could take years, but why does nobody focus on um, like the mental aspect on the course and strategy? Like people want to hit a draw, but the shot might not call for a draw. And is that why you enjoy the playing lessons? Cause you're kind of dissecting the course down with, with the player. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to, be able to get a, a to see what a player does in the golf course is, is, in my opinion, really, really valuable. Uh, and that, that's the environment they play in, right? The driving range bears literally no resemblance to a golf course. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, I mean, it's literally not even the same activity, right? You're, uh, you, you could, you could dial in, you know, the most beautiful golf swing in the world on driving range. It's still, it's not going to show up on the golf course. You, you still have to go out and you have to, you have to learn to, to get that swing to show up. Uh, you know, unless you're, you know, unless you're a kid, unless you're a really young kid who's, you know, who's grown up around the game, who's, you know, that obviously that kid is, they're, they're much more easily going to be able to translate it. But the, the playing lessons to me are, um, it's, you just, you work on, you know, shots that'll actually save people strokes, right? If, If you're, there's kind of this battle, it's like everyone wants to shoot lower scores, right? And everyone thinks that lower scores are, are directly correlated with the way your golf swing looks like, right? It's like, Oh, if I change my technique, I'm going to score better. Right. Um, so I do a lot of, a lot of work with my, um, pros that I have the, the, the better golfers, um, guys that are trying to make it or mini tour guys, or just really serious, you know, scratch golfers. Um, I do a lot of work with a stats program called, uh, game forge game forge golf is it's this, uh, this, the stats program where you input certain numbers and you know there's there's a number of stats programs out there and everyone looks at numbers a little bit differently these these guys better than anyone i've seen and they have a podcast that goes along with it which is fascinating um and and they you know they've they've gone down that route and they've talked to countless players about you know chasing technique and this and that and really what they're you know what, what they show you is okay well if you want to and you know they're working with with high level players right they're looking at guys everyone you know they're all pros who are looking to take their games to the next level so one one stat that really that stood out to me is is uh and i'll get into some of the numbers in a, in a second is if you were to so if you're on tour and you average two under where does that put you in the world rankings at the end of the year let's say you shot every every round let's say you shot two under if you average two under every every round is two under where do you where do you stand at the end of the season 150 
Top 10. Top 10? Oh, wow. Top 10. Wow. Um, so, so what does that look like, right? So what is, so essentially we're looking at, there's, what is there, 15, 15 or so metrics. Um, and you, you can get really, really in depth, but this really kind of explains what does that look like? How many fairways do you need to hit? How many greens and reg do you need to hit? Uh, how many shots inside of eight feet? How many shots from nine to 20 feet? How many shots uh, from 10 to 20 feet, or sorry, from 20 to 40 feet? How many times, what percentage of time do you need to get up and down? What percentage of times when you do miss a green, do you need to get the ball within six feet? How many times do you need to convert those eight foot and in putts, those nine to 20 foot putts, um, those chips when you miss a green within six feet, how many times do you need to convert those? Uh, so, so they're just saying, you know, don't really care how you do it. Stop fucking around with, with, with the, t- the technique. Let's first think about what you need to do to get the scores that you want. And so they, ha- they have it. You can target, you know, different scores. You can target, you know, 200, 300, 400, par, uh, whatever. So, like, if we're looking at scratch golf, right? So everyone wants to be a scratch golfer, right? So, like, I'll, I'll just go over a few numbers that I think everyone can learn from. Um, and these are essentially non-negotiables. This is also averaging, right? So this isn't one round, um, this is, you, you could obviously have a terrible ball striking day, right? And you could have an unbelievable short game day and you, you know, you can shoot par, but that doesn't hold up. It's literally impossible because putting is fucked up and, and you just don't make pots. Um, yeah. so like a couple cool numbers, like how many, if I were just to ask, okay, how many greens and regulation do you need to average to shoot par? What, what would, what would your answer be? Eight. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to say 12. Yep. 11, between 11 and 12 for 11.7 cents. We'll call that 12. 1. How many fairways need? Yep. How many fairways? Eight. Six. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with seven. Okay. Yep. Between eight and nine. Unless you're Bryson at the open. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so th- yeah. So the fairways. It, fairways is interesting. Um, they they throw out an interesting stat where um, it's for every for every. 10 yards you gain off the tee, uh, you can't lose more than 5% accuracy. Otherwise, your scores have to trend in the other direction. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of talk about, you know, who cares about hitting hitting fairways, hitting rough. Um, you know, it, it is true for, for a, a certain amount, for a certain type of player, but, but for the most part, there's, it, it, it's just, it's crazy once you get into the, to the, to the stats game, how, like, shit gets fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, like, uh, so I thought that was a really interesting stat. Um, so the, the next one, all right, so per round, how many how many shots do you need to hit? How many birdie putts inside of eight feet do you need to average per round? Made or attempts? Uh, you, how many opportunities? Opportunities. So you, you, need to have, you need to have a certain amount of birdie putts per round inside of eight feet. I'd yeah, say four. That's what I was thinking, four. Six. Probably two. Two. 2.2. Wow. Wow. So between two to three, and then uh, so the next uh, the next number here is between nine and twenty feet. How many of those birdie opportunities? That should be more. Yeah, so I would say more. Four like to eight. five. I'd say eight, six to eight. Yep, six yeah. between six and seven. You're making it sound like golf's really easy. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have to do. You only have to do this <laughs> over and over uh, again. And so, and so then they, they look at a certain, so like you have uh, your core density of shots where you, you, you can look at when you're, if you're taking full stats, if you're, you know, if you're really into it, you're, um, 
if you're playing the right tees, you essentially the majority of your shots should be the majority of your approach shots should be within uh it's like 140 that one, 140 145 exactly so kind of one of the key things there is getting learning to hit shots a lot of shots inside of 20 feet especially those you know from that 140 to 145 number i think that's a, that's a really really good kind of simple thing that you can always work on and always go back to is to really dial in that 140 145 range and to understand what is what is it what does 20 feet even look like on the green. I think a lot of people don't even know, you know, what that looks like. Right. Um, and then, uh, so another interesting one. So scrambling, how many times when you miss a green, so, you know, we know we need to average 12 greens, right? How many times do we need to get up and down when we miss a green? So for, you know, for hitting 12 greens, we're obviously we're missing six of yeah. those six. How many times do we need to be getting up and down? Like five. five. Yeah. At least 50%, over 50, 50%, 56%. Right. Um, and so uh, the next number is when you do miss a green, how many of those those chip shots or pitch shots need to be within six feet? That six six foot number is is, a, is an interesting um, fifty significant number. I think, think it would be yeah. higher. <laughs> I kind of just saw you break this down the other day, so I'm trying oh, to remember. Okay, this is, this is he's cheating. Joe, Joe already knew all this. <laughs> Son of a bitch, cheating well, on us. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so right, right about 50%. Um, and so, uh, they kind of, yeah, they, they, they've broken it down to these, to these, these numbers. And, and, you know, I started kind of playing around with it and going out and playing and, and it really gives you, it's like, okay, well, what, what am I, what do I need to do? I, what am I supposed to do from this distance? And even when you practice, right. So like, if you're to me, that's, that's the, the, the easiest way to knock strokes off working on your short games. Now you actually have a benchmark. You're not guessing. It's like, okay, well, I need to get, I want to get this ball up and down. Like, I, let's go and drop a ball. We'll take 40 balls. We'll drop them anywhere inside 40 yards. I need to get up and down 20 times. And 20 of those shots need to be within six feet. Yeah. Don't care how you do it. Just go out and practice and go out and do it. And, uh, and that gives you some realistic expectation. And then when you go out and you it's play rich. golf... That you, you really know what you have to do. Whereas the people that are out there working on, you know, where their, their hand path is, you know, doing whatever, or what, you know, where their left wrist is at the top of the swing. Okay, sure. Like, you, you know, you, you may hit a couple, maybe, maybe some better shots, but at the end of the day, what's that doing to your score? So um, do, they, just, the, do they break it down from like, you're, you're saying in relation to par, but do they have like somebody who's like a 15, 16 handicap where, you know, their goal should be 80 uh, or 82. Do they, they break it down like, Hey, this is what you need to be doing. Or is it strictly based off of par? So, so that's a great question. So the worse the score is the less that you need to look at. Essentially it's like when you're, you're not even looking at uh, like getting shots inside of 20 feet until you're, um, essentially shooting, you know, consistently 75 ish, right. Before then you're looking at, you're looking at fairways, you're looking at greens and regulation. If you don't hit a certain amount of greens and regulation there, you're just not gonna, you're not going to screen. It, it's impossible to, to, to average, you know, certain scores. Um, but you know, to that point, like if you get, like if, if, if your ball striking is, you know, if, if you don't put a whole lot of time in it and you, you know, the way I look at it is, is I'll take a player. It's like, okay, well, you, you never hit balls. Like your swing is where it's going to be. Let's figure out a pattern that you can just do without thinking about it. I don't care if it's a, you know, a 30 yard slice or whatever. You're going to aim here on every shot. 
All you have to do is, you know, just get it somewhere near the green. And then when you practice, you're never going to, you're never going to go to the range. You just need to figure out a way, say two or three times a week, drop 40 balls, 40 yards and in, and here's your benchmark. Just try to do this. That That's it. Right. And that golfer is going to go and he's going to chip away at his handicap and his handicap is going to get lower. Right. Yeah. There's all sorts of different strategies you can do with different golfers, depending on how much time they have, what their strengths are getting them to understand their ball flight and their pattern. And, uh, you can have the ugliest golf swing in the world. It, it, everyone's more consistent than they think. In my opinion, everyone does things, uh, a lot more. It may be consistently, you know, kind of shitty. Like someone has a, you know, path that's, you know, whatever, 10 degrees into out, but if you Jim get their Jerrica. face, <laughs> yeah, if you get their face where it needs to be half of that and they're hitting these kind of whatever, these low, big old, you know, kind of hooks, but they end up in the fairway and the player knows where to aim and how to make it work. And they, they yeah. kind of have a game game plan and they've, they've got some drills that, that they do weekly. Like you can play some really good golf. And, and that to me is, is when golf is fun is when you're not thinking about golf swing, you're thinking more about strategy and when you need to get up and down and, and yeah. use your strength. I mean, there's just an unlimited amount of fun ways that you can get someone to play better golf without thinking about golf swing ever more so just about what you need to do on the golf course. You know what I mean? So that's okay. So let's conversation. let's let's take your simplistic approach that you use on Instagram, and and knock out a few things here real quick. Uh, number one tip you give a twenty plus handicap: learn to hit the middle of the club face. Grab some foot spray. Hit a bunch of shots. If you hit the heel, try and hit the toe. If you hit the toe, try and hit the heel. Uh, ten plus handicap. Ten plus handicap. Um, I would say practice your short game and. And I'd say drop uh, I'd say the drill, drop 40 balls, 40 yards and then try and get half of them up, have them up, uh, up and down, try and get half within six feet. Um, get really good from, uh, from 140 to 145 and, and try to try to start hitting some shots within, within 20 feet. Okay. 10 to like a four. 10 to a four is, is, uh, really start, um, kind of, that 20 foot number, um, make sure you're eliminating, can't three putt, work on never three putting. Uh, we start working on, on, on lag putting some of the shorter putts, uh, kind of, kind of the same thing. Um, you, the greens and regulation. Um, I, I, I would say, I would say, to, to, to simplify it, because that, that's, that's, what, that's what we're looking to do here. So the, you don't really start – that 20-foot and in number um, doesn't really start becoming significant until you're, again, kind of averaging 75. So the initial thing is, is you, that scrambling is, is a really easy one for everyone to figure out, the 50-50 rule, right? Up yeah. and down 50% of the time. Even that, I mean, that's a, a really high benchmark, but it's just something easy to remember, something easy to shoot for. Right. Is that going to happen? Probably not for a lot of golfers, but you can always work towards it. I think that goes with any handicap. I don't really care how good or bad you are. Um, so that goes across the board. That would just be the one thing to simplify it. Let's just, let's just stick with that. The 50, 50 rule, right? That's something everyone can work towards. If you get better at that, you, you will shoot better scores without worrying about anything else. Um, you can even shoot for, you know, shoot for instead, instead of, you know, five out of 10, you know, shoot for three out of 10. If, if you're up, if you're up there for like a you know, 20 handicapper, 
um, that would be a good benchmark. And then as you get better, obviously that 50% number becomes more realistic, but it's something to think about. That's not golf swing, right? It's just something, yeah. a different way to kind of view it. It's I like think a game that, almost. That, yeah, exa- exactly. It, okay. It's a simple game. And what's a more important stat greens in regulation or putts per green in regulation? Uh, uh, uh greens in regulation. Oh, the, 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 hitting the, greens the, <laughs> yeah exactly hit greens but i mean it, it there's so much that it, it's hard to say i i'm not knowledgeable enough to, to really say oh is that you know there, there, there's probably you know staff nerds out there saying uh, what i'm saying isn't completely accurate which is probably completely true but uh <laughs> that, that that greens and regulation is just it's so it's so huge but um uh, but the reason, in, in the, the reason I ask is because I know a lot of people that once they start hitting more greens, their putting numbers go through the roof just because they're, you know, putting more than they're used to. And the proximity is not going to be, you know, six feet. It's going to be 20 plus as the, the you know, players improve and, and they're hitting more greens. So they're going to be forced with longer and longer lag putts. And that's probably something they haven't been practicing as much yeah. compared to like, that's, that's what happened to me. Cause I, you know, not hitting greens, I can chip it close and, and get out of there, you know, scramble. I'm much better at scrambling than I am from lag putting from 25 feet. Um, or absolutely. 30 feet. Absolutely. That you can, you can always go with a 10% rule, which is if you, if you, let's say you're 30 feet, if you're outside of, of, we'll say 30 feet and outside it from 30 feet, you want to miss, it's okay to miss three feet short or three feet past from 40 feet. It's okay to miss four feet short, four feet past 50 feet, five feet short, five feet, hmm. five feet past. If you're inside of really good putters, uh, when DJ won the masters, he didn't leave a single putt inside of 20 feet short. It's not a single one. So getting that, those 20 footers past the hole, 20 foot in them is fucking huge. Yeah. I like that. Huge. Yeah. That, that, that's another kind of good nugget that you can, you can play around with. Um, but yeah, learning how to read a green, learn, learn, learning about speed. Oh, you can use, uh, <laughs> I use, uh, take a metronome, get a metronome, set it to 72 beats per minute. And, uh, and think of, think of speed training to count how many ticks. So, you know, you go tick tock, tick tock, obviously that's backswing impact, backswing, however you want to look at it. Um, count from impact, Try to get that impact on one of the um, the metronome clicks, and then count how many clicks it takes for the ball to get to certain distances. So I I lay out tees just hmm. ten feet, twenty feet, thirty feet, forty feet, fifty feet. I'll take the metronome, put it at seventy two, and you can just fuck around with hitting a putt and counting how many clicks it takes for a ball to slow down. And that you'll be able to to really dial in your speed. And you can also take a level out. You can throw down the uh, you can that you you can put the percentage of slope on the level, so you can you can really dial in and, and be able to feel. I'm getting more into aim point, but learning how to it's feel. Mind you know, blown. <laughs> what is what is what is a two percent slope uphill look feel like in your feet? What does that do to to the to the ticks on the metronome versus two two percent downhill? And and you'll see a huge difference. You, you'll see so like from like eight feet. Um, if you hit a putt from eight feet and you get the, 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 uh, the metronome going, it's roughly like if you want the ball to die in the hole, it's like, it's like a little over a three count, like a four count is like a, like a solid pace. And like, uh, um, or sorry, the, the three count is, is obviously that that ball is going to go further past the hole versus more of a closer to a four count or four ticks. 
that ball is going to more be dying in, in kind of the front. So it's just a totally different way of, of thinking about speed. I never it, thought it, about it, doing that before. It, yeah. it, it fucks. It, it, it's just, it's yeah, it, it's a trip. And so you'll start to look at putts. You, you'll start to, once you understand the percentages of slope and what that does to the count, you'll be able to feel it in the feet. And then you'll really be able to understand, uh, how to, how to really control a putt and what, what, what goes into a putt. Um, and you can even take out a, uh, like a yardstick and, and kind of play around with how far back the, the putter needs to go. And then you start getting into kind of these different, you'll feel different accelerations. So like that, like a shorter putt, I, 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 I bring it back. Um, I've, what is it? Um, you go from that's uh, a foot back roughly. So you take the putter, like a foot back foot follow through and that, that's going to feel a whole lot different than, you know, say a 30 footer where you're bringing the putter back, um, you know, double that distance. You'll feel different accelerations to make the, the ball go different distances, but it's kind of a, it, 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 I don't know. There's a lot of ways. There's a lot of really cool ways to fuck around with putting. And this is all stuff that I'm currently working on understanding better, but also I'm going to be putting out a bunch of content on it. So I'm kind of just thinking out loud right now. At yeah. the same time, you just putting. blew Matt's mind. He's I got like 80 putters, right? He's got a putting green in the backyard. He's gonna be up there all dude, day. Putting is putting is the uh, fucking coolest thing ever. Dude. I love it, it so it much really and is, hate it dude. at the same time. There's uh, yeah, dude, putting is really really cool. Go go out and get a level that reads slope percent, and yeah. uh, I can shoot you. There's a really cool uh, aim point video. I would highly recommend watching. That'll fucking blow your mind even more. Mark Sweeney's a genius. Uh, I, I have um, a, a friend that is an aimpoint guru, and and he, I was putting with him at a TBC Summerlin one day, and just mind boggling. It's that yeah. I bet he's an awesome putter. Hey, eh? yeah, just a, just a little <laughs> <Yep>. bit, <laughs> just a little bit. It's it's crazy, and I know like Bryce, he's got nasty at putting. He uh, he goes nuts with that stuff, and it's you know it's not for everyone, but it's it's really it shows you how fucking hard it is to truly read a green. Putting's fucking hard. Yeah, Shit. yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> it is hard. Okay, it's from hard. a uh, a a person who has a large Instagram following, who are you following? What's one of some of your favorite Instagram accounts? Uh so I'd say probably. Right now, the guy who I think does one of the best jobs of consistently posting really good shit is um, this guy, Marion. Um, I always fuck up his last name. I always think of it as, as let's see here. Um, Marion Mustak, MM, um, <clears throat> MM Golf, MM.Golf. And he, he's, uh, I think he studied uh, graphic design in, in, in school. And so his shit is just, it looks like it pops. Oh. It's like all really well done. And he doesn't do a whole lot of, uh, he's not getting in front of the camera. I'm talking. He just has these unbelievable visuals uh, and just really clean text. Uh, it's just, it's killer, killer stuff. So I, I he's probably my favorite follower, follow um, right now for golf. Um yeah, it looks like good really, stuff. Yeah. If, if you don't follow him, yeah, definitely give him a follow. Um, always love looking at Jeff, 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 Smith, Jeff Smith, Jeff Smith's guys. I mean, his his those golf things are money. Obviously, Gankus is he, he's a big reason I, I I got into golf. I watched his stuff. He's he's the the OG in my opinion. 
there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah. I always said like, if I had to define your style, it's like Yankee's flavor with a Malaska approach, like just simplified. Got it. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. Because when, when I started, like I was watching Malaska crazy cause he just dumbs it down and it's just like, duh, like, of course that's what you do. Right. You know, and that's kind of style where, where you, you lay it out to where it's like, yeah, <laughs> duh, bro. Like that's what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, I love I mean, it. You gotta give, you gotta give people some hope, right? Like it's at the end of the day, it's, it's obviously incredibly difficult, but I think there is something to just saying like, yeah, it's not that hard. Just go out and fucking do it. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you also, you also relate it to things, you know, kind of, and that's what Malaska is great at. Yeah. Malaska is great at relating it to something that makes sense to you. And then putting you, you were able to put it together in your mind, which, which is super helpful. Totally. Um, yeah. He was a baseball player, wasn't he? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 He uses all the sports stuff as analogies. Love it. Okay. Uh, best hockey movie. <laughs> best hockey movie. My favorite's Happy Gilmore all time. I could watch that every day. That's a combo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Best hockey movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I, I'm, I'm not a Happy Gilmore fan. So I got one for uh, you. Since oh, 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 yeah. No, that's obviously one of my. That's not a hockey movie. That's a golf movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 I think I. Yeah, I thought your question was golf movie. No. So best hockey movie. Um. Uh, yeah. I mean, I want to say. I want to say. I mean, yeah, I went mighty. You kind of got to go with what? <laughs> no, it's, I, yeah, I'm going to go. My, my girlfriend in the room screaming slap shot. Um, <laughs> that, that's, that's, I, I'm a mighty ducks guy. I fucking love mighty ducks. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm growing up on it. I, I got to say mighty ducks. Um, it's young blood for me. Young blood. I liked <laughs> goon a lot. Goon was really good. Obviously I thought yeah. that's not the best ever, but I thought that was, that was really cool. Airborne. I mean, my, that Myst- wasn't really a hockey movie, but mystery Alaska is really good too. Oh, mystery Alaska is so fucking good. Uh, obviously, um, uh, miracle classic. Yeah. Uh, but Fubar, Fubar might be my, my, my all time favorite movie. I don't think that's part of a Canadian movie. It's not a, not necessarily a hockey movie. If you haven't seen that, that's a, that's a classic. I named my dog after one of the characters, <laughs> Terry and Diener. Uh, so um, you said you're a San Jose Sharks fan. Yeah. What was how, what's your feeling on uh, the Knights coach? Was that easy to see? Uh, the, happy to see? Ah, uh, the Sharks. I mean, like it's it's just it's it's an interesting. You know, I mean, he goes DeBoer goes from the Sharks and he goes goes right to Vegas right. and kills. And I mean, it's 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 the hot. Coaching in hockey, in my opinion, isn't like there, there's a culture. There's a every team has a culture, and that culture is if if it's good, you you could have you could have any fucking coach, and you could you'll you'll have a good team. Um, and so I think out of all the sports, I, I coaching in hockey I think has the least effect on the outcome uh, of a game. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, as a Sharks fan, like Sharks are just we're just fucked. We're just completely <laughs> fucked. That, 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 that's what it, that's what it comes down to. It's going to be a long time before before we see a cup. We had our chance. We had, you know, feels like we were winning the President's Trophy fucking every year for like twenty years, and yeah. just you know couldn't couldn't get it done. So got close, but uh, just spent so it, much it, money up there. I know, I know. So that- I mean, it, it, it's fun because it's like now we 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 have we're we're like that team where it's like there everyone's 
like, when are the Sharks going to do it? When it's, so when we do, it'll be yeah. extra special. It'll be like the Cubs, right? When they. Right. <laughs> <laughs> have you been to, have you been to Vegas? Yeah. Have, yeah. You, have you played I, golf out here? I haven't played any golf. I was at a, I went to the, went to the top golf there, uh, but haven't played any golf out there. No. So you got to get out here. Yeah. I know. Come to a nice game, play I, some golf. Uh, be nasty. Yeah, that'd be, be nasty. sweet <laughs> with us. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well, hey, yeah. man, I want to say thanks so much, you know, for hopping on the phone with us, taking some time out of your day. You sound like you're just crazy busy. So that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Great stuff, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on. This is a fucking awesome conversation. Um, you guys are blast to chat with. If I, if I, sorry for fucking rambled too much. Oh, no. Uh, that makes it easy on us. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is, this is great. You guys are all in Vegas. You guys yep. all. Yep. yep. Me and Matt are born and raised here. And, uh, okay. Jeremy's from Utah. Just moved out here recently. Yep. Nice. Where do you guys live in relation to the, uh, like to the, I, I, I know, no, I, I know, obviously I know the strip I, outside of it. Like, like what is. So yeah, like the Mandalay Bay is this like southernmost point of the strip. I live about 10 minutes south of that. And then Matt lives up the mountain 45 minutes away from me. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. I growing up here, I knew where I didn't want to live, so I moved as far away from that as possible. So I'm up in the mountains. Everything in Vegas is pretty close, like half hour away, yeah. forty minutes. Yeah. It's a it's a small town, very in relation to you know bigger cities like Phoenix. We're we're dwarfed compared to Phoenix, yeah. so everything is really close here. And I it people drive me nuts when they're like, Oh, it's so far. It's like, shut up. It's 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of good golf out here too. Like 60 courses within an hour. 60? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We, there's so much golf out here. Yeah. Well, like the, what's your, what's your name? Uh, Kang, right? Kang. Daniel yeah. Kang. Kang. Yep. lives out there. Yep. Uh, I, think Maverick, I think Maverick's out there. Maverick yeah. Neely's out here. Morikawa's uh, out here. Um, Xander might be moving Kevin here. We Nuh. heard. Uh, Vegas is fucking worth that. Aaron, huh? Aaron yeah. Wise is out here. Ricky yeah. Fowler's got a house. Kevin Nas out of Southern Highlands. Yeah, yeah, there's there's tons of it. Ryan Moore. Mm -hmm. Damn, that's fucking sick. That's, we can play golf twelve months out of the year, yeah. and the courses are. I mean, the high end courses are really high end. So they're insane, right? Yeah, there's some really good yeah. ones. Fuck, that's that's awesome. <laughs> well, hey, if you're not following Jake, check out his Instagram, Jake Hut Golf. Give him a follow. <laughs> You'll enjoy the videos. I mean, I Joe's got me addicted, so <laughs> I'm I'm loving it. And where where did Purina and come from? Oh, fuck Purina. I heard I heard one of my buddies say it, and uh, I was just like, "That's the funniest word I've ever." Like, that's a never heard that before. So I just I I don't know. I I was I had to figure out some way of like signing off my videos. I'm like, I can't just turn the camera off. Like, it's, <laughs> I, it's like 15 seconds. It just kind of it seemed kind of abrupt, right? So I, yeah. It literally, I, it, it just, I just spit it out one day and it, it kind of fit and I just stuck with it. And now I've got like people are like, let me go, it's Purina. Like I'll get comments and videos. I'm like, God damn it. Like, I know it's got to, when is that fucking annoying now? You know what I mean? It's like, I'll cut it off every once in a while just to make sure it's not oh, too I played out. It. Yeah, it's I'll great, be watching man. them and at the end I'll go, Purina. I think that's just the <laughs> hockey side coming out. You know, those words just come. Oh, exactly. Just like, who, who knows where it came from, but. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we're going to be keeping our eye out for you guys on Shark Tank with uh, Drivebox. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. If I, I think I'd have a panic attack going out and talking to <laughs> those guys. So let's, hey. let's, let's hope we don't end up there. <laughs> yeah. well, good luck to that. Good luck with your teachings, man. I know uh, you're on a, a great path, and I'm sure 2021 is going to be awesome for you. 
Let's hope. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks again. And uh, let's fucking do it again. Let's chat soon. All right. Take it easy. <clears throat> All right. You too.